Welcome to the Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. Today we continue our discussion about the role we believe the government should have in your homeschooling. We also talk about the feeling of being behind. Before we begin, we also want to thank our sponsor, Teaching Textbooks. They make math fun, and you should go check out their website over at teachingtextbooks.com. So, let's get started. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, well we didn't want to get started because uh, Ben is like trying to get through this really quick because uh, he's tag teaming. Uh, not uh, not tag teaming. Uh, it's more like a cage match in wrestling, where the other person the other person is out and uh, going towards the ropes like tag me, tag me. Because Rissa's sick again, isn't she? It's just nonstop. Like we cannot beat this. It's like as soon as one kid or person in our like our household of four gets over being sick, the next one gets it, and then it just keeps going around and around and around. I mean, Renly and Hudson have been sick for like a month. It feels like off and on and uh and i mean and riz has been sick at least three times since probably christmas and it's just like you get like a week of you know of spite and then it's just back into it so hopefully the worst is gone today for her but uh it just has been non-stop we're sick of it we're sick of being sick so hopefully yeah. i don't get it again and it just stays away but i mean it seems like everyone i mean one of the guys at my work his wife and child are back sick again so it just keeps going around and around so i, I, I just know. think it's like you don't really recover and then your right your immune is down and then you get it from us some other stinking yep. family member <laughs> <laughs> well we're yeah. probably giving it to our thinking, fair share i can remember when you know when all our you guys are all little thinking they're trying to kill me with their sickness you know i can still remember maggie coming up to my bed as i'm laying in bed you know like facing out away from the center of the bed and maggie coming up and standing about this far from my face going i feel like i have to throw up (laughs) and i'm like no 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 that's so, yeah. yeah thankfully renly and hudson haven't gotten it too terribly but <coughs> i don't know it's just yeah so mia said in the chat we need spring and she's right uh i mean we haven't even had that long we i mean if we go off of last year we still have february march three more months you know uh, of, of potential uh, snow uh, which honestly i feel like it, the winter's gone decently fast so far but um it's still never fun so but these three months are the long months so hopefully they go quickly yeah. but we're pretty well, busy in less than three weeks, uh, Catherine is getting married. Uh, so that's big around here. Catherine just walked out of the barn here, carrying some greenery into the house uh, as we're putting decorations together. I told you last week that I had to spray paint some sticks. We got those all spray painted. So all the centerpieces are sitting in my garage right now, ready to be moved. Um, and I wondered, Ben, if you remember, I mean, we probably had this conversation two times in our, or maybe just one time in our podcast no two times maybe in our podcast history do you remember those last couple of weeks before you got married i mean do you remember what you felt i mean i feel like at this point you're kind of just like just get it over with i don't care anymore i just want to be done right. like it's just hard to say sustained focused on one thing for that long thankfully right. kat and josh i mean they haven't even been married or engaged for six months i don't think so right. well maybe a little over five months I think five months okay be, so it's uh, been really pretty quick for them so that's kind of nice but and then obviously like nervous, excited, because you're just like, can't even believe you're going to get married. And uh, that's pretty crazy. And you're just kind of trying to wrap your head around that. But and then it's also like, I feel kind of like, man, I still feel like myself right now. You know, you think you kind of would feel something different. But uh, so yeah, anticipation, 
uh, probably nervousness and just sick of it all, probably a little yeah. bit. <laughs> That's what Catherine said. She goes, I just want to get married. I don't care about the details right now. Let's just do it. You know, that, and the thing is, is like you're kind of build up to that moment. And that moment is over like that fast. Right. I mean, Rissa said what, two or three days ago, I wish we could get married again. You know, like yeah. she, she just loved that, that moment. And that moment is so momentish. Yeah, you know, it totally. just goes by and is in your rearview mirror. Um, and just like the it. detail stuff is what like I didn't really feel it about Sam and McKenna's wedding or our, even our wedding. Like I felt <laughs> like every detail made a huge impact for our wedding. But like now after Ike and Carolyn's where, you know, I put in a ton of work you got and it helps you all put in work and so much effort in thinking of every tiny little detail. Like what if someone sees that rock there, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's like. It happened so fast, no one noticed anything, and you're just like, it is not worth this this yeah. amount of stress, but yeah. it is how I it goes. It. I know it. So. Well, and you do kind of feel that way. You're like, well, we got to cover up that one area because, you know, someone might look there. Right. And nobody even cares. Well, totally. uh, we're going to kind of take our conversation, kind of uh, maybe pick up where we left off last time. Um, and in case you didn't listen last time, uh, I stumbled across this. Uh, NPR, National Public Radio interview. Um, I came across it because I was just searching for stuff in the news, homeschooling in the news. And there was a 35-minute uh, a uh, uh, segment on uh, homeschooling. And I was uh, particularly interested, interested because it had uh, Brian Ray, Dr. Brian Ray, president of the National Home Education Research Institute, um, who I know and I knew he was going to be on there. And and then a, a homeschooler who is now a uh, homeschool. Uh, she homeschooled her children for a while. Now her kids are in public school, but named Jerusha Laughland uh, from Wichita, Kansas. And so I listened. And by the time I was done, um, I, I just didn't like the interview uh, just because I didn't like, as we talked last time, I didn't like the conclusion. Um, but the, the whole the title of the interview was how should we regulate homeschooling and so i just thought ben i know you're passionate about these kind of things you're passionate about homeschooling you're passionate about you know government and their intrusion into our lives and um but i thought you know maybe we just kind of analyze and talk about that 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 trojan horse maybe of uh you know what's the logic behind wanting more regulations in homeschooling you know, even even that question, how should we regulate homeschooling really kind of begs the 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 question is we should regulate them. How should we do that? And I think they're trying out two sides. And we were talking right before uh, we got on the air, um, you know, because they're giving one answer. But I think they really there's really a, another answer. You know, there's really a real reason behind it. And th they state this is the reason. What do you think, you know, what are they stating as the reason you think that we should regulate homeschooling? Well, I mean, they use this. I mean, basically, the same argument is almost used in every single situation where the government takes more control, you know, whether it's guns, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, the abortion movement, all these different things. They say things like, well, there's these bad situations that happen every once in a while. So we need to step in and prevent these poor kids from being hurt or damaged or whatever it may be. It's a lot of times kind of the a lot of like 
the initial argument for them usually is that, oh, we're trying to do good by protecting kids. Um, but generally, not generally, pretty much always, that never ends up being like where it ends or what the actual, and, and maybe that is the actual motivation because I mean, I don't really see a lot of this time. It's like, it doesn't tremendously benefit the people to do it. It's just like, I think they think they know better. And so they think they have to tell everyone else how, you know, exactly how they need to do everything. Um, and it's just a government. I mean, that's literally, if you just watch the history of the U S every single area has just continuously been more and more control essentially. I mean, there might be a few areas where, the government kind of stepped out of slightly, but it's not real, real frequent that I can think of. Um, and it's just that slippery slope, you know, I mean, they, they, they approach it from, well, doesn't it make sense that we want to stop abuse and child, you know, kids who can't read and all this kind of stuff. But that's like such a minor, they're taking a very, 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 very minor thing and trying to blanket cover every other aspect of homeschooling and it can damage everyone else. And that's the issue with government control. I think overall is just, it leads to a lot of stipulation that maybe you don't even believe in that you're going to have to start doing because they told you to, they don't know your kid. They don't know anything about you hardly other than, you know, they have all your information, I guess, but you know, other than that, but they don't really truly know. They don't know your situation. They don't know how your kid learns, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I just think that's kind of where they're initially approaching it though, is they might sound like it's to help the kids, but, uh, obviously I don't think it actually does, but, well, and I think, you know, you said it way better than I could, but I think that, uh, you know, they do kind of do to those extremes of, and say, wouldn't it be nice, like for gun safety, wouldn't it be nice if no one ever was killed by a gun? You know, and we go, like, the answer is yes, that would be really nice. And then, you know, they go in and control it and uh, and that doesn't become, and, and, and still people get killed by guns, right. you know? Um, so, you know, in this they're saying, wouldn't it be nice if we had standards that all our kids succeeded in in life and of course the answer is well yeah you know and they do kind of play it off of like like you said those examples those bad examples where they find you know a family where you know the mom ate all her kids <laughs> and uh, and then they say yeah see or they walk in there and they look like you know they were raised by trolls you know and their hair sticking out all over the place and they don't know how to you know speak because they've never been exposed to any people. And then, then they go, oh, see, this is what happens when we just let people do whatever they think, yeah. um, you know? Well, and I mean, it's this whole mentality, honestly, I think where, um, you know, where like they think that the masses don't know what's best for themselves, you know, in a lot of situations. And there may be scenarios where that is true, but um, <laughs> overall, it's just this kind of, mentality and honestly like the whole test and everything that is purely because if you're going to have like thousands and millions and hundreds of million kids whatever you've got to have some way of producing it quickly you know and making sure you it's just you can't teach that many people without just standardizing everything but i mean as homeschooling shows it's so effective because it isn't standardized um and as someone said here, Karen said, uh, like, no kid in public school has ever failed. And that's the part that's so ironic to me is, like, if people think that homeschooling needs regulation, then, like, go into the public schools. Most people would not say the public schools are masters of education. Like, I mean, not saying they don't ever do anything good, but, like, most people would say, like, there is 
tons of the problems going on in public schools overall, regardless of like, you know, just belief systems. But like in terms of academics, I mean, in our school system, I mean, it's atrocious because like they literally just have to pass everyone. So like, no, I mean, it's 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 terrible. Everyone would you know pretty much say that. I mean, you know, there's I mean, <laughs> bullying, all these other things, you know, uh, uh, I mean, suicide, there's drugs in our area. Drugs are a huge issue with the with the public schools. Um, I mean, it's just like. I mean, I don't know what people are thinking. Like, look at the government model. It's not really like a perfect example of like, here's exactly how education works. Please copy us. So that's the part that I think is funny. But I also thought was something was the NPR thing. They says we pulled, you know, all these millions of listeners and chose the top five topics. One of those is homeschool or should we regulate homeschooling? My guess is that was not the thing that people talked about. They probably just mentioned homeschooling and they chose one that was political and kind of made them, you know, kind of fit their narrative or whatever. Because in reality, I'm sure there was lots of people interested in homeschooling, but I've never heard anyone really go like, should we be regulating it more? Like that's not, I don't think a widespread, like everyone's asking that, but maybe they are. Um, but why think- do you think it is Ben that, cause I'll hear moms. Cause sometimes I think homeschoolers fall for that, you know, that they say things like, um, well, I mean, it's not a bad thing to have some regulation because otherwise, and then they go to the extremes too. You know, then, you know, our kids are going to we're just going to have all these people who and they use this people who shouldn't be homeschooling. They're going to homeschool their kids, you know, and really that's a, such a dangerous thing because it really sets us uh, us up to accept, you know, that government intrusion into regulating these things, because the answer should be. You know, really, all we should be. And uh, Brian Ray uh, on NPR kind of said that, you know, we don't want the government involved, period. You know, we don't think the government knows best what's what's best for our kids. Yes. Are there going to be some bad examples? Yeah, there are. But we still don't think that they should be regulating us. And I'll just say, because, I mean, really, it I always, you know, feel one of these twitches when one of these moms says, yeah, but, you know, I know someone who's homeschooling and they shouldn't be, uh, you know, that is such a, and I, I hope I say this nicely, an arrogant thing to say, to say that this person who doesn't think like me, isn't like me, is less qualified to homeschool than I am. Because I believe with all my heart that any parent who wants to homeschool their kids should be able to homeschool their kids, you know? Because, you know, I didn't make him parents. God did. Uh, My theology dictates that if God didn't want them to be parents, they wouldn't be parents. You know, if God didn't want them to homeschool, they wouldn't be parents because parents are equipped because God equipped them to train their children. Will it be the same as mine? No. Will they have, you know, gaps just like I have gaps? Yes. But I think we, we, uh, open ourselves up to something dangerous and we shouldn't be thinking that way that you know if it doesn't look like i think it should look like you know then they're not qualified to teach their kids because i mean again standardizing i mean 
It worked. So I, the problem with standardizing is you literally are only teaching to the standardization. <laughs> it's like if the standardization says, okay, 80% of your time you need to spend on math, let's just say, for example, or science or something like that, then why would you ever put 60% of your time into something else and 20% of your time into that? It would just make no sense because then your kids are going to look like they're, they're failing everything. Um, and so everyone just tends to go for the, the test because it's like, why wouldn't you do that? And in reality, it's like homeschooling allows you to be able to, you know, let's say your kid is really interested in becoming an electrician someday or into accounting or whatever. You can spend a big majority of your time on these and obviously still cover the other stuff that, you know, they will need to function like reading or whatnot. But, you know, you can decide that. And that's exactly what a lot of schools are trying to do because they realize that is the best. But obviously you just can't do it. And then like the whole like. The other thing I think is interesting is just like the idea of standardization is like, what is the standard? Like, is it, it's just a basically an arbitrary of like, if these things are done and everyone learns these things, not just hits the test, but actually learns it, then they will be smart, I guess is what they're thinking. But in reality, it's like the whole goal of it all is to prepare them to be able to function as like parent adults and work and have families and do the rest of society and stuff like that. So just the fact that like they did this many, you know, they were really good at spelling or they knew a bunch about geometry or whatever, or they, you know, did a, a whole bunch of like um, ancient history. Like those things don't like necessarily mean much other than the fact that someone decided that is the standardized thing. And then it might help you obviously like broaden your, you know, your thinking and stuff like that. But I just, it, it's like, this is like just this like complete focus on we have to follow the path we have to follow the path and if we're not you're behind and it's like behind what that path maybe but that doesn't mean the path actually leads to any more success than a different path or whatever but it's just what people default to and, and it's a scary thing well and like um, you said i mean when you get you know 100 million students you can't have 100 million paths you right. have to have exactly two paths because that's all you can teach and you can you control that so that becomes your standard and then you know i know there are books out there that say you know what they should know by first grade what they should know by second grade what should they should know by third grade you know those are okay things to look at but those are for average kids i mean that's the average kid you know so that big bell curve is you know like those people who are just right there or we could maybe draw it the other way around the average kids right there there are kids who you know are on either end of that spectrum and they don't fit that standard. And uh, again, now I was just thinking though, you know, there are some states uh, that you might live in that do have some standards and uh, you know, how do we address those? How do we live in those states? Um, you know, I was thinking really, uh, you know, cause we do want to, we do render to Caesar what is Caesar's, you know, and to God, what is God's? You know, if it doesn't cross the line of what I believe God would have me teach my kids, then I think we can try to, you know, to abide by those standards or we can move to another state that doesn't have those same standards, you know. Um, and I've talked to, I mean, I could name someone that, that you might all know. Uh, and uh, a Christian uh, homeschool leader lives in a very regulated state. Um, and I knew that he would not agree with some of those regulations, you know, that would be inclusive of you got to teach these things. And, you know, and I knew he wouldn't want that. And I said to him, cause I know he was super law abiding. In fact, that's what he teaches. I said, so what do you do? You know, I mean, I assume there are things that you don't, 
you know, agree with the standard, what do you do? And this leader looked at me and he sighs. And he said, you know, I could tell this was not a flippant answer. He just said, you know, we don't do what they ask. Now, he didn't, I don't know how he recorded it. I don't know how, whatever, but he wrestled with that. And he came to a place where, you know, that, that, that he just didn't, didn't do what they asked because he believed God had him had, have a different standard than, than what they would um, have. But I was thinking, and then Ben, I'll let you give us a commercial here. Um, I was thinking that there are times where homeschoolers get into trouble, uh, maybe in a couple different ways, uh, sometimes with the, the, the government, you know, every once in a while, if you watch HSLDA, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, you'll, you'll see that they have certain cases that are coming up. Not as many as there used to be. You know, you don't have to be afraid anymore. But um, as I've talked to some of those leaders, where people get in trouble is when they, that they keep their, they don't keep their heads low. You know, they, they come on the radar. You know, whether that's, um, you know, that, that they have to fill out certain paperwork and they just ignore it. Um, and then, so their names pop up and then they can sometimes get in trouble. So if you have to register, go ahead and register. If you have to do certain things, do what they ask you to do and keep your head low. Um, you know, it's, it's, I don't think it's the, the same way that it used to be. It used to be when we first started homeschooling and we were afraid to go out in public during the school day because, you know, we didn't want anybody to see our kids thinking and ask those questions. Why are your kids on school? Doesn't matter today. I mean, there are kids out there every single day. I don't, the whole, you go to McDonald's at 12 o'clock and they're all age groups. I don't know where they're in school. I don't know, but nobody asks anymore. So that's, that we don't have to be afraid of that. But one of those other ways that I think we need to um, not keep our heads down, but, uh, uh, but to make sure that we're not just, you know, as parents, maybe skipping things that we just don't like doing. You know, I'm not saying that we all have to teach our kids how to do advanced calculus, but those three R's is reading, writing, and arithmetic. I think those are really important. If you have to skip history, skip history. If you have to skip, you know, art, skip art, but make sure your kids can read, you know, make sure your kids, you know, can do math, basic math, because I know there are some kids who get a little bit older and they say, you know, I can't even do I don't even know how to do division, you know? And I think sometimes that's really, we're kind of without excuses parents. Even if we can't do division, you know, there are a lot of helps like teaching textbooks that'll help your kids do division. Cause I don't want our kids to get to the end and say, you know, I feel stupid. Um, in fact, that's why we had our kids do some, you know, I don't know, I think with you, Ben, you know, we had you read like Apologia's uh, biology books and science books. Not because we wanted you, you didn't have to do the test. You didn't have to do, we just wanted you to know that DNA was called DNA, not Dana, you know, when you were in a conversation, <laughs> uh, you know, and it's, we think it's funny, but it is kind of sad sometimes. And our kids are still going to embarrass us. I know that, no, but I want to just make sure that we're <clears throat> diligent. We don't have to go by their standards. Not all six-year-olds are reading, not all eight-year-olds are readers. And really, Ben, I assume you, you meet people you're in a Bible study that even some adults aren't great readers. You know, they don't read out loud real smoothly. They still kind of sound jerky, you know, and they're, they're reading and that's okay. 
Totally. And I mean, yeah, definitely. And (coughs) it is amazing how much of that stuff is really just for, so when people are interacting with each other, they can say, oh yeah, I know what that is. But in reality, it doesn't really have much effect on anything. I was going to, I just thought was like my one other thought on the government involvement thing is it's just like, if you can also, if there's ways to teach your kid or just show them like how valuable what you're doing with them is, because I mean, you know, when I was growing up, it was that like, we didn't go outside and not, I'm not that old. There's a, even a few, you know, 10, like 10 years older than me. It was literally almost illegal for anyone much older than me to be homeschooled. And like their parents valued it and really fought for it. And it was something that they really cherished, like the ability to homeschool. And they really won the right for, you know, our whole country almost for the most part, there's obviously some States that are very still tough, but to homeschool very freely. But I feel like the issue now is that all of these kids are now like my age, a lot of them, and they don't even care that much. And so it's like starting to become where like, Oh yeah, I get free money from the government to homeschool or, Oh yeah, it doesn't really matter that much or they just don't value it. So you know, if anything, I think like uh, trying to instill that value of this homeschooling is such a good thing. Um, I, that's kind of a, maybe a more of a, you know, not a tangible, but I just, it's, it's a bummer to me to see these kids who just seem like they don't even care. And it, honestly, it's the same thing. I think the freedom in our country at the beginning, you know, these people fight for our freedom and then the next generations just don't care, you know, and they let it slip away slowly. And I feel like the, the, the real danger is that they'll get a little bit control back. They'll start regulating more. They'll start regulating more. But then if they start saying, okay, well, you have to teach your kids these things and somehow they get notification that you don't, then your kids could get taken away or could require, you know, that's extreme. I should hope that would never happen. But that's where like once you have requirements that are strict and if that gets broken, then you technically would be breaking the law. And that's why I think it is really really dangerous overall not to keep rehashing but i just think that no, is, think that is right. so so easily slips into that um very quickly and obviously i hope it never gets back to that but it doesn't seem like it gets looser anywhere very very often so real quickly i just want to thank our sponsor teaching textbooks teaching textbooks is one of the best math curriculums around and our family uses it for many years and we've loved it the newest version of the curriculum is better than ever. You can access on Windows, Macs, Chromebooks, and even smartphones and tablets. Every math problem is explained and demonstrated in an easy-to-understand way that takes the stress and some of the responsibility away from you. Teaching Textbook stores your child's grades so you can easily ensure they are learning and you can check in on the progress when you want. Teaching Textbooks makes math fun. You can visit the website over at teachingtextbooks.com, check out a free trial, and view a sample lesson. Thank you to Teaching Textbooks for all their support. We're just going to kind of finish our time out. Uh, you know, kind of uh, in the same conversation, the same tone. Again, you know, even has been kind of finished off that we don't want to give the government a toehold. So don't be part of the argument, you know, that says we do need regulation because even though it might sound like, oh yeah, that makes sense, it it, it can end up in a really bad place. You know, like Ben said, they you know once they get a little bit of regulation, they can begin to regulate it a lot. Um, uh, and then, you know, again, I, I guess I, I just want you to feel confident in that you don't need the regulation either. You know, that those standards uh, that are out there, they're not for your good. They're really just to make you feel guilty. Um, uh, in fact, I was and this is going to be our, our weekly email. I just uh, finished writing it. Um, uh, but I was watching some kids show with our or kids. Um, I'm not sure what we were watching or watch something on, uh, something. And I noticed that, that there were several, um, uh, 
after school kind of programs. Like there was one called, I think it was called the Adventure Academy. And they show, you know, some kids who are, you know, learning these things, going to the library and looking at these books, something on the computer. And then it did one that was ABC Mouse. Ben, are you familiar with that? Yeah, I mean, I've seen like, I've seen the logo and stuff. I don't know anything really about right. it. Right, you know, I mean, it's basically, to me, it reminds me of those old, uh, I'm sure it's, it's much better, but those old uh, computer video games right. that those, you know, like Winnie the Pooh and the Honeypots, or, you know, like there's the like the storybook scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks a lot like it. In fact, right. I, I feel like we even had one that was like that. that you know, it shows this schoolroom and you can take your cursor and you can put it on whatever the flower and count the flower buds or you can you know click on a book and it will read a book to you or you read along right but what bothered me was that there was a mom um you know this smiling mom who and then they show this smiling little girl and all she said was my daughter was five years old and she was, and these are their exact words. My daughter was five years old and she was way behind. And, you know, as, and then it shows, you know, but, and then it goes on to say how ABC mouse was the savior. And now her kid is five and way up there, you know? And, and as I'm watching this, I'm saying five years old, way behind. How can you be behind as a five-year-old? You know, I mean, five-year-olds aren't behind you can't be a behind five-year-old unless you know you like can't, you can't walk, walk. <laughs> or you know or you can't recognize your parents you know <laughs> but but you know just because you don't know what the colors are that doesn't mean you're behind and the way they said that i it just made me mad you know and and but they just the way they, i i could just imagine all these moms you know looking at this and saying that's what we need you know because my daughter's four and she's not reading chapter books yet or you know because that's what they they tout like this thing's gonna help your kids you know be nuclear scientists or they're gonna be way ahead by the time they're six and again you know five-year-olds shouldn't be working to catch up you know six-year-olds shouldn't be working to catch up Seven-year-olds shouldn't be working to catch up. They should be playing. They should be having fun. They should have mothers who smile at them as opposed to quiz them and, you know, put whatever workbook pages in front of their face or sit them in front of the computer so they can put a mouse, you know, a, a cursor over the number five and hear a song about the number five, you know, um, because your kids are not behind. And really the truth is even your older kids it was uh, we were at once upon a uh, once upon a child or something the other uh, on saturday and i thought it was just kind of sad because there's this little tiny boy and his dad was with him and i mean i assume you know they probably don't interact a ton uh you know since they only have like maybe the weekend but and he was like drilling him on these you know he's like okay buddy you got what you know what's six times six you know and he's like come on you got this and he's like you know but he was just really getting kind of like work bothered you know that his kid wasn't getting these and he's like okay fine, we'll do something easy. You know, you should be able to do this. And he's like, uh, 12, but what's 12 divided by two or whatever, you know? And, and he's like drilling him over and over for a long time, just sitting there. And he was really like bothered, you know? And he's like, and this kid was really small, you know? And I was just like, that's so sad. Cause the kid's just sitting here and that's like his dad's like, you know, just 
once you know that's their interaction probably a lot i'm guessing is if it's just a random store that he's drilling his kid making sure he's you know and obviously doesn't mean you can't ever ask anything if it's if you know it's something you're working through with them but i just thought that was kind of a you know you see that it's not that uncommon you know is where it's, that's the only level of like are they doing good or not and i think that's yeah. sad and it is sad and especially in places like that i mean like when they're right when they're exactly. on vacation or outside of a school room or outside of their homework time or whatever you know um because i'll tell you what that kid doesn't grow up to have fond memories of a dad like that a kid who's constantly and we talked about it last time i think you know is constantly uh viewed upon viewed as someone who's who needs to be brought back up to a standard does not look grow to love learning does not grow to love the teacher you know, so I'm just I just want to encourage you moms as, as we say goodbye that, you know, that you won't worry about all those standards. You won't worry about the government's intrusion because you don't need the government's intrusion. You don't need the government to tell you where your kids should be because God helps you know where your kids should be. And maybe you think, you know, maybe as you're talking with your kid, you're thinking, you know, I, I'm not, maybe I'm not pushing them hard enough. You can go ahead and do that. You know, but maybe you're also pushing too hard um, because I again, I think God gave you a barometer, you know, and gave your kid a barometer. And that's that thing right on their face, because if you're smiling and they're smiling, I think you're you're right on track. So have a great week. Have a great rest of the school week. And don't forget to Thanks for listening to the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. We hope you are encouraged to believe you are the best teacher your kids can have and that you are the one that should be controlling your homeschool and not the government. If you would like more weekly encouragement, head on over to our website, thesmilinghomeschooler.com and sign up for the free weekly newsletter. It's short and encouraging and we're sure you love it. We also want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. If you're making math fun, you can check out their website over at teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week and as always, keep smiling. Friends to you, don't waste your time.